Last orders at the bar, please. Welcome to Tavern Tales, a curated 5e Dungeons & Dragons adventure set in the tales of the Yawning Portal campaign module by Wizards of the Coast. Previously on Tavern Tales, Nymira has brokered a deal with the Stonehammers, and so it is time for a celebration and a moment's reprieve in the fourth level of the Forge of Fury. Come sit down and drink with the enemy, raise a glass and toast to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. So come sit down and laugh with the enemy, raise a glass and sing to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. So So it was that Oscar Stonehammer, the son of Numira Darkheart and Durgedon the Black, did meet his Durgar relatives, Raxo and Nymira Darkheart. So it was that a deal was brokered between the Darkhearts and the Stonehammers there in the same council room that Numira and Durgedon's illicit love blossomed that granted Durgedon's family free passage and the Darkheart's sole rights to Durgedon's Forge of Fury. And so it was that the Stonehammers did have their first relaxed moment in the great hall of the Forge of Fury, lay down bedding and make camp before taking on the task Nymira set before them to purge the undead from the northern rooms. And now let us peek into the adventure itself, as everyone breathes a sigh of relief many days in the making, and sets to make a meal with the Durgar forgers. Scrounging through her back for something to add to the meal, Eldeth suddenly recalls the Gricks, so recently slaughtered, and says, That was really unfortunate. I wish they had been more peaceful. Melusine is hungry. Oh. You hear her stomach growl. Loudly. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. I wonder if we're related to the undead we're about to go see. Mm, That'd be fun. Probably not fun. Yeah, then they'd be our friends because they're family. And then we can all stroll through the cave together and nobody will get hurt and it will be fantastic and tranquil. I don't get how your mind works. No idea. I don't think I do sometimes either. <laughs> What you making for dinner? I'm definitely not making it. Because <laughs> that would probably be rocks and dirt. <laughs> ah, but there is something that I've just hinted at that you could make for dinner. Troglodyte stew. Grick food. No. Troglodyte. Those things are like horribly stinky. <laughs> what? Trogl food. Troglodyte? It's like cannibalistic. Why? Because they're sentient beings that can that think and talk and whatnot. But that's not cannibalistic. I think it's pretty what cannibalistic. <laughs> oh, Marie Claire already mentioned it. Grix. That's the one. No. Is that what you meant to say? No, but Grickety yeah, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> the the gr Grick-tastic 
<laughs> casserole that I'm Ooh. about to make. I think I'll stick to my dirt. Maybe I'll find some worms. It's not basically what we're eating. That's a good point. <laughs> Just have some Greek casserole with us. I'll help you make it, Melusine. Excellent. I'm going to go and find a Greek to cut up and make into a casserole. Sure. What do you? What part of the Greek do you do? Do you cut? Always the haunch. Always Where's the haunch on a big worm, mm. like snake-like thing. Uh, I try my best. Cut out one of the tentacly mouth pieces and yeah, I mean that that's basically like, tongue. That it's tongue, or it could be like um, calamari. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> no, you're well, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try it two ways. I'm gonna try like finding a haunch area and then making it into like casserole with some rations or whatever, and then I'm gonna try cutting out the tongue. The tongues or whatever of the Gricks, and then I'm gonna roast them on a stick. <gasps> okay, yeah. that sounds delicious. Yeah, <laughs> make a survival check. I I hear that Fogram is helping, so I'm you can helping. have advantage on the check. Yeah. Are we still with all of the Durgar? Yes, they are all there as well. They are making dinner as well. Can I go try and chat with some of them? Absolutely. Let's have. Let's see what happens with dinner first. A solid fifteen. That is really respectable, actually. You make some great Grick steaks. Ooh. Ooh. The tongue does not turn out to be at all that that needs to be chucked out. But everything else is perfectly fine. All of the other bits and pieces that you cut from the Gricks turn into lovely meals that you share with the Durgars who commend you on the fresh meat. I Raxo says, yeah. We ain't never had any fresh meat in some time. Why am I always Australian? <laughs> Crikey, mate. It's been a while since there's Cook been it fresh on the body, yeah. That's what happens when you get down under in the Forge of Fury. Isn't Raxel a girl as yeah. well? Raxel's okay. a girl. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't tell. She has a hoarse voice. Oh, okay. Yeah. And looks know. just like Like me. you, yeah. Does it oh, sound uh, just like you? you? <laughs> could you describe your character at some point for Robin? It's just a combination of actual Aaron and Thorin Oakenshield. Oh, okay. Fair enough. It's, it's yeah. It's just you, that. basically. It. With that, the meal is served, which loosens the tongues of many a Durgar. So if you wish to chat and converse and you have questions for them, ask away. There are several to speak to. There is Raxo and Nymira, Changar, Drubli, Joe... <laughs> and Blurf. Oh, and, and Orndog. Which one was my friend? Blurf was my friend that I uh, liked. Yeah, Blurf and Orndog. Orndog. Two you chatted with. Mm, Orndog. I think it was Blurf that we got on with. I thought no, it was Blurf Orndog. was like the, was the guard, the guard yeah. and Orndog was the one that wanted to get you with yeah, you. Yeah, the H is silent on Orndog. No, Tesscar. Orndog not get with me. Yeah, Orndog Tessicar. wants to get with Yeah. That's what's happening right now. Orndog and Tesscar. I want to go talk to Blurf. All right. Hi. Hi. What's up? I, I I was wondering about something. Okay. Um, so I have like lots of cool weapons. Yeah, you do. Yeah. They're hot. Thanks. Can I touch them? <laughs> Just yeah, you could touch Des and Troy. They're my favorites. That's the best titles. Uh, you named your weapons. I, I never thought of that. You gotta name them. I'm always busy throwing them at people, and then I'm like, oh, I don't have that weapon anymore. Like I don't name my my bolts because that'd be dumb. But bolts for my crossbow. Fuck off. You don't shoot crossbow. Yeah, I do. You man. don't even you probably don't even know how to use a crossbow. <laughs> okay, we're gonna right. sell this right now. Okay. What's that part? <laughs> what? What's that part? 
the bow part. See, you don't know anything. <laughs> there isn't even a part on that called the bow part. Okay, I don't even know the names. I know how it works. I know how to shoot it. Yeah, the pointy end goes in the other man. You don't throw the cross. <laughs> Do you hit him with the crossbow? No. Oh, okay. Only in extreme circumstances. And that conversation goes on for a while. <laughs> I was actually going to ask about sure. the, the four. Relevant Can question? I yeah, I was yeah go ahead. You, yeah, anyways, you know how to get off yeah. topic. So I was gonna, I was wondering about that forge, so I could maybe like spiff up some of my like awesome weapons. He doesn't say anything in all manner of politeness betwixt yourself and Blurf ends immediately, and he looks at you and he's like, "I thought we were friends." We are friends. The forge isn't yours. No, I, I was gonna ask if someone could take them and fix them up for me. Oh yeah, I mean rates are good. What what would it cost me? Lots. What what's the family like discount? What are you what are you trying to do? I guess I don't know. Well, like my war pick's a little dented here and there. Yeah, there's a horrible nick off the tip of it. Hey, eh? I know, right? Yeah, you can't fix that. That's just have to work around it. Well, that makes me sad. <laughs> I understand. That's Desdemona. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> Okay, that that's that can be the nut of that conversation. <laughs> uh, so if you're looking to have like magical properties applied to your weapons or whatnot, not really. No, I'm just trying to find out more about the forge, honestly. Yeah, they don't really want to. He doesn't want to yeah. open up about okay. the forge because Nymira said that no, no talk about the forge, and that you all said you wouldn't. So I know I just thought he was cool and was my friend, but whatever. Yeah. But I am your friend. Okay, so this part <laughs> of the crossbow is called the stock. That's what I was pointing out before. Tanks. Yeah. No, there is no tanks. <laughs> May fade to black. As he yeah. tries to teach you crossbro cross crossbro. Cross he tries to teach you crossbro proficiency. <laughs> and that's exactly what's happening. I love it. <laughs> Eldith goes and sits down and eats her food beside Joe. Okay. Hi. Hi. What do you do? Eat dinner. Is that your job? That's pretty impressive. I wish my job was eating food. Oh, you mean like, I'm a guard? I just kind of do what Nymera tells me to do. Oftentimes I wash up. That's what I do. Oh, so what do you guard? The forge. Why does it have to be guarded? So people don't come in and try to steal it or troglodytes don't come in and try to attack us or black dragons don't come in without alarms being raised. Has that happened? Totes. Wow, you must be really strong. <laughs> I get around. Oh. You're hitting on Joe. Yeah. <laughs> He's not getting it, oh. obviously. Can I persuade him? To what? I'm just going to like kind of touch his arm and persuade him to show my promiscuousness. <laughs> who are you? She's a cloistered dwarf who yeah. hasn't gotten any in a long time. It's very clear. And She's I, played that up from the whole I know, I know. Time. I mean, she almost got with an but, orc. But yeah. what I'm going to say is Melisine is sitting across from Eldeth and says that out loud. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Can I have my, can I have my uh, mandolin back? Yeah, everybody got oh, all their stuff. I'm going to start playing a romantic love song. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Just like strumming. It's, I'm not actually going to sing because it'll be too obvious, but it'll be the get with you music and it's. I'm going to give her inspiration. <laughs> a bardic a inspiration. You're going to give her bardic... 
<laughs> Sexpiration? Yes. Yes, I am. Oh, such so a good wingman. I am. So good. That is only applicable until your next short rest. So no short rests. <laughs> <laughs> only long rests. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't need rest. <laughs> Joe says, huh. <laughs> he stroked Joe's forearm yep. and Joe says, huh. That's what you got there. What uh, what do you guys do for fun around here? Oh, yeah. Well, we usually forge and eat because eating is good. Mm, yeah, I agree. This Rick steak is delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever came up with that. Yeah, they're pretty smart. I'm kind of turned on by it. It's yeah, it good, was me. Good eat. It was all death. <laughs> you're, you're a good cook. Thanks. You're a good provider. What is the seasoning? <coughs> Salt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, a little bit of salt and a little bit of love. <laughs> How do you put love in food? It's the way you cook it with it and the way you use your hands. Okay, well, I think at this point he got the message. <laughs> okay. So if Eldith wants to slip off to a side room. Yeah, I think, you know, okay, so from Eldith's perspective, she does not like to kill things. She is a peace and love kind of person. So yes. she's tried to do the peace route. Now she kind of has to give in to the love route. You're a lover, not a fighter. Around. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Joe goes and packs up his bedroll. <laughs> Says, I know a place if you want to bed down. Okay. Okay, bye, Eldeth. Make safe choices. <laughs> no, it actually turns into the song. It's like, make safe okay. choices. I, I mean, I have to honor and acknowledge the player who's not here. So uh, before you can slip off, the person's like, hey, hey, no, you can't. That's my sister. Tessicar gets, sees this happen, can't stop it because it's already happened. And... Tessicar gets roaring drunk and tries to tell everyone about Lucille as loud as possible and in uh, inappropriately as possible. She works in a jail, but I'm the prisoner of my own heart. I only met her twice, but I love her. Tessicar's drunk. Am I hearing all this bullshit? Well, well of course. I mean, you were talking oh, to guess, yeah. Blur for a while, but horn dogs just literally try like oh yeah huh nice yeah the ex who the other person you like i'm here <laughs> so you know what's oscar up to i'm hanging out with nymira watching just kind of like looking out at everyone and everything watching this. you know that like aunt that does that job that you don't really know what they do and Nobody else in the family really gets that person and you have a conversation with them, but it's only like three to five minutes long and it's awkward. And then you try to get it. You're like, you're like, why did I initiate this conversation? Oh, because they're family. Oh, right. But nobody talks to this person. That's Nymira. Oh, no. Is that it's your like, aunt? It's like three of my aunts you just oh. described. <laughs> Everybody has that aunt. Yeah. You have that aunt. Yeah. yeah. I feel like for my nieces and nephews, I'm going to be that uncle. No, I'm that aunt. I'm already that aunt for our nieces and nephews. <sighs> <laughs> so that's what talking to Nymira is like. Do we, yeah, yeah. Do we what, flesh it your, out? What, let, let's have a brief moment of that conversation. 
Auntie Nai, what is it that you do exactly? Well, it's rather complicated. I lead these. Um, sorry. <laughs> She's British. Now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the British part of Brooklyn. It's rather complicated. What I do is disposal largely. Go and we find the ingots that we need to forge in the fury of Durgeddon's workshop. I broker deals and arrangements with uh, other interested parties to make it happen. I see. Mm, do you? I don't feel like you do. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand it at all. Yeah. So, so what's so magical about this forgy thing that we can't see? I have no intention of doing anything with it. I just want to know what it's all about. It's magic. How very descriptive. Are you able to elaborate on such magicalness? Well, I, I mean, I could elaborate, but I don't know if you'd understand it. So what would be the point? Just to make conversation go by. As opposed sure. to watching the rocks erode in front this of Greek us. This Greek steak is real good. What's it made with? What's the seasoning? According to my... Salt! <laughs> <laughs> just eavesdropping on everybody's conversation. From the just peanut a, gallery. Just sitting here playing my mandolin. <laughs> you can tell it was salt. So, that elder of yours is a real horn dog, eh? Apparently. Horn dog's like... Did you say my name? <laughs> No. I, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't see that one coming. I don't really think any of us did. As a joke there, but I'm not, I don't give two shits to care to make it. As long as she's okay. That's all I care about. That's nice. And scene. <laughs> no. I'm gonna see one more. <laughs> so, where was you raised? I don't remember. Yeah, it's West a memorable place, eh? <laughs> I spent most of my days <laughs> chilling out, maxing all. Oh, were no. you on uh, playground? <laughs> the Lower East Side. Never heard of it. And what do you do? I travel with my family. Yeah, but what do you do? What don't I do? Well, this is um, a strange world we live in where people have professions, and there's only like 12 of them. <laughs> <laughs> and those professions have sub professions, specializations, and whatnot. So, what is you? What do you do? Nothing, really. Okay. Watch as Allison points with her pencil as to at the where? class on Aaron's <laughs> character sheet. Well, I'm a bounty hunter. Oh, yeah. You're on the hunt for some bounties, Ozia? Yes. Sometimes for booty, but mostly for bounty. <laughs> well, it is the quicker pick-upper. That's <laughs> <laughs> not where I thought you were going to go. That was good. <laughs> well, bounty. Yeah, that's the theme. I like how Aaron started to laugh, and then he's like, no, I cannot laugh into this. No. Turn my head away. I have to. Well, because if I laugh, then it doesn't sound good. If you laugh, it shows you're human. Oh, Aaron doesn't think his laugh sounds good? Is that what that is? No, I just don't like laughing into the microphone. Why? Oh. it peaks the levels, and then... No, it doesn't. You're, it's perfectly fun to laugh into and the microphone. And it makes it so much funnier to listen. After two it years, is, yeah. it's better. When people laugh, I laugh as well, and the people who listen laugh because they're, That's one thing they're joining in the conversation. That's where the conversation ends. <laughs> Thank you. The night passes far too quickly. <laughs> and I would say it is a new day, but you know you have no idea. You're deep down underground. There are no windows, no lights. You're dwarves and you have been raised on the surface your most your entire lives. So it's hard for you to get into the mindset of dwarves that are constantly sequestered and tucked away and protected by walls of stone all around you that 
while genetically and familially you're used to the stone and it doesn't bother you and you're not you don't feel like you're trapped because you're dwarves and you can work in stone and cut your way through and you can look and see the cracks in walls and whatnot to find a new doorway to create something new Uh, you're still not used to not seeing the sun especially for as long as you've gone now but it is time to awaken the Durgar have slept through the night and they have awakened themselves and the forge has been going on nonstop. It never has stopped going. I lose that because we had a rest. Yeah, but I mean, she might, you may actually, didn't you use it? You didn't use the bardic inspiration? You told, you told, oh, you didn't want to make an acrobatics check? Yeah, you totes used it. (laughs) (laughs) At least a dexterity one. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Make some sort of constitution saving throw. You totes used it. No, it's totally acrobatics. Would you like to make an acrobatics check <laughs> with your bardic inspiration? Yeah, sure. All right, go with, go for it. And for those at home, the roll was made. <laughs> what, what am I? Whatever, whatever successes were <laughs> happened. There's no difficulty on this sort of thing. That's up for Paige to imagine in her own mind because this isn't that kind of show. Kind of is, isn't it? No, we joke about it. <laughs> it's all innuendo. You're right. Yeah, You're right. It's always go, innuendo. We'll we'll go up to it and then we'll close a velvet drape on the scene. Fair enough. This podcast doesn't work, Blue. We'll swear and be dirty, but Fade to black. it's always it's always in the context of love. Yes. And graphical Which was damage. <laughs> exactly. Or something there akin to. The door to the northeast lies before you. You have put away your bedrolls, you have gathered up your supplies, you have had the remains of the Grick dinner as a stew for breakfast made for you by Blurf. It's not good. There's something missing that it didn't have in it that if it just had that one ingredient, it probably would have been a great stew. Love. Salt. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) And we move forward. Who is in the lead and what are you doing? Um, Eldith will be in the lead because she's she's got a lot of energy. I was gonna say you got a spring in your step. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's bouncing. Perfect. <laughs> I'll be behind Eldith. Now, a key thing to note: Tessicar does not come with you. Tessicar has had a vision hmm. over the course of the night and has seated himself before the door of the undead room that leads to the falling place of Durgedon the Black, and has entered into a state of prayer and will not leave. Are you sure he's not just hungover? Right. That, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to tell given just how good Tessicar is at deception mm. checks and how high Tessicar's base charisma is. But Tessicar is currently praying, so you would hope. Pogram's very suspicious that he's just hungover. Yes. Because he's not very happy with him. Uh, we'll l- move on either let's way. Let's see if you are genuinely suspicious. What is your insight your your insight check total? 11. But the passive insight? The passive insight yeah, is 11. 11? Yeah. He destroys it with a natural 20 on his deception check or persuasion check. Whatever it was, mm-hmm. it's up to him. Fine, he's praying. Yeah, you're you kind of maybe, but mm, that prayer seems genuine. Okay. With divine sense, does it have to be used in combat because it's technically an action? No. Nope. Or so like when we go past the first door, could I technically use divine sense so as we walk through the cavern, I can sense any undead? Well, it's only it's only 
uh, available to you for one action. I don't think, how long does it stay up Until for? your next turn. Yeah, so it's only one action, like six seconds is how have, long it lasts. I have five of them I could technically do. Exactly, it. but that wastes, that lock knocks out your like other things that you can be doing with them, right? What do you mean? Doesn't it cost something? Because you only have, you can only do it five times. So when you use divine sense. It sounds like it's, that divine sense is its own spending. Cool, okay. Yeah. There's undead beyond. Yeah, celestial fiend or undead within yes. 60 feet of you. Without, that have no like barriers and walls and whatnot between you and them. Yeah, that is not behind total cover. Undead ahead. Even without casting it. <laughs> Thanks. I just wondered like if it was too dark or if it was like, if it was foggy or. And we'll just break into the thriller dance. I, just, I, wanted, I wanted to know Fair. the mechanics of it. Yes. If it's foggy, it's too dark, you can't see. That's technically mm-hmm. full cover, but you're dwarves and you have dark vision, so you're fine. So let's move forward because the door opens into a large chamber with a dark pool in the center. Bits of smashed furniture and other debris are scattered about the floor. Hallways lead off to the east and west, so to the left and the right. A weird Moaning fills the area, slowly becoming recognizable as dwarvish curses. No, it is not Eldith. <laughs> the echoes of Eldith's passion through the night before. You know, Narod, you. No. Whoa. You talked dirty. Yeah, that was dirty. Oh, I did. So they, oh, I dangle, Hyman. <laughs> No, not that sort of moaning. Girls gotta do what a girl's gotta do. Amen, sister. (laughs) What is clear, though, is that the sound rises to angry shouting and grows closer. And then a translucent form of an armored dwarf walks right through a wall at you. And I'm not shitting you, but it looks spitting image of Melusine. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> is that what the ghost says? Oh, hey. No, that's me. I'm like, hey, that's me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your thing again? Please roll initiative. Are you Numic the Unlucky? Yeah, that's I'm yours. Numic. Yeah, okay. Good old Numic. Fuck off. Oh, man. That, w- that was a good roll. No, I have to it's say. just really loud. Sorry. All right. How did we do? <laughs> Very poorly. <laughs> One. <laughs> really? Well, you add well except to it. so four. Okay. Ten. Foggy got 18. Six. Mm. Just saving the best for last. That's right. I'll clean up. <laughs> I do really well against undead. <laughs> oh, do we not get Jot because we don't have Tessicar? Jot- uh, Jot's around, but okay. really only listens to Tessicar. He's just riding Priscilla. Okay. Whoa, ghost. Um, <laughs> Jot, fleas. And the ghost, having walked through the wall, says in a hollow, ethereal voice that sounds a great deal like Melusine's, says, Leave! I hate you all! Die! It's not me, guys. Hasn't... This one's translucent. (laughs) It's not dressed like you at all, either. This one's wearing armor and carrying a big axe, and it brings the ghostly axe down upon Melusine's shoulder. Ouch. Is it a dude version of Melusine, or is it fully, like, full-on Melusine looking? What gender does it identify as? Yeah. 
ghosts have genders. I mean, it could be non-binary. This ghost, it, it's see-through and it's hard to tell. You're pretty sure it's female. Okay. Thank you. So does does she hit it me? strikes you with its axe with a 20 to hit. That will hit me. And as a result, you take 17 necrotic damage. Ouch. As its touch withers your shoulder. And that was the surprise round. The ghost gets to go again. Rude. Which it will then glares at Melusine. And please make a charisma saving throw, Melusine. All right. (laughs) It kind of was on the thing, but it was one. It was like... Hmm. You're saying it was cocked. It was, but it's okay. I'll take it. Okay, cool. The ghost disappears. Boo. Is that what the ghost says? <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> that was the ghost's turn. It is now Fogram's turn. But it's gone? Ghost is gone. Okay. The thrill is gone. Yeah. Long live BB King, even though we... Or rest in peace, I should say. I don't know what to do because there's no ghost around because I was going to attack it, but like it's not there anymore. Right. Yeah. I don't have any Healy things for. Okay. So come on. What does Fogram do? He's fucking confused as shit. Okay, cool. So Sp- <laughs> Fogram spends his action going. The fuck? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Well done. I'd give you a gem. You have a ton. I'm gonna I was gonna use some, but I don't have anything to attack right now. <laughs> Okay, Ugh. so following Fogrim, it is now Melusine's turn. It doesn't say this requires sight, but I can play my mandolin and it'll do psychic damage potentially. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, okay. Yeah? Okay, so. Sure. Melusine um, grabs her loot. Mandolin. Flip, sorry, her mandolin, yes. Flips it in place. Flips it to one hand and smashes Eldeth in the face with it. Oh, no, I didn't want to do that. Oh, but misses. Ow. Oh, wait, you missed. Never mind. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I think you might have still said ow yeah. because you're so shocked and surprised by it. <gasps> oh, Smashing no. Eldeth in the face or attempting to with the loot. Can I say something? Uh, what would Melusine like to say? I would like to say, take that ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That's delightful. But Melusine says nothing. No, but that's like what I think I'm doing. Yes. I'm yeah, assuming, but you're not, so. but you don't you get don't, Yeah. Actually, Melusine's like, that's not what I wanted my body to do. Well, I assume I tried to say that as I was like taking out the loot or the mandolin. No, I think something else is going on here, like possession, maybe. She's possessed, folks. She's What in the actual fuck? It's fine. Just wait until I start vomiting. Oh, fuck. And, like pea green soup. Turns her head backwards. No, thank you. Uh, so, this is, that is what happened. It is now. Oscar's turn. I guess I go and try and subdue Melusine. Sure. Why, why do you want to melis- uh, subdue Melusine? Because I just saw her take a swing with a mandolin at Eldeth. <laughs> True. And miss. So. Miss. I'm going to try and disarm Melusine. Okay. Of her. Just cut her arm right off? <laughs> I mean, if you want to play it that way, I'm down. <laughs> no. It's not Star Wars, guys. Really hard to Everyone play mandolin keep their with one arm. I'm going to try and remove her mandolin. Arm? Okay. All right. Knock the mandolin from her outstretched hand. Absolutely. That you don't even need to make a roll. You're done. Yeah, that's good. Good. Some, Sweet. Some, some podcasting right there. It goes clang, 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 
as it lands harsh on the ground. No! It is now Eldeth's turn. During our rest, did I per- by chance have the opportunity to change a spell? <laughs> <laughs> Look, you tell me. How busy were you? I think it went a lot faster than she had anticipated, and so she had some time to kill. <laughs> had lots of time to kill. To, you can give me a white gem and add this to the story. Please interrupt the storyteller quickly. That's not what happened. It's back to the drunk guy. <laughs> drunk Muppet, remember? Yeah. You're like cookie oh, yeah, monster. You're a cookie monster. Oh, God. That's, that's not what happened. Do tell. Um, when elders got it on, it didn't get on very long, and so she got bored. I already faded this to black. Yeah, but I unfaded it. (laughs) I put the lights back on because I like it with the lights. (laughs) Finished early? Yeah, a little quick to the trigger. And... What did she do with all this extra free time? Well, sensing because she's a paladin. Sorry, too much liquor. You're a Muppet. So. (laughs) Too much cookies, maybe. You're about to lose them. So, being a paladin and sensing the undead and knowing the undead. She changed her spells. <laughs> <laughs> now, I had said be brief. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so Eldeth, with her revised list of spells, has gone over what she can do and on her turn chooses to do what? Protection from evil and good. <laughs> okay. Oh. On who? On Melusine. That is awesome. <laughs> Drunken Cookie Monster is now my it's favorite. the best. <laughs> oh, it makes me so hot when I do that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Like, like, is this a different sort of word hot than what I assumed it to be? I, I, yeah, I think so. I just... Aaron's going to be like, so... Like, you want to talk like Drunken Cookie Monster? Not that you're like really Randy now. No. That's the name of the Muppet, no yeah, doubt. Randy, <laughs> Randy the Cookie Monster? <laughs> hot Randy. Oh, Randy is not that. Well, he might think he is. Protection from good and evil. Do you know what it does? Yes. It protects you from good and evil. Uh, no. Would you like me to read it? <laughs> I wish I was a higher level than I could have done dispel evil and good, but I'm not that high yet. Okay, cool. So what you've done is is it's not going to f- push the ghost out. It's just if, if Melusine gets to make a save again, then she has an advantage on that save. Yes. Because I was assuming that was really the only way other than attacking and killing her. There's dispel good and evil. I don't know if you have that no. yet. It's a level Higher five. Up. <laughs> it's like yeah. a level 15 really paladin thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> so no, not happening because you're a paladin. If you were a cleric, you probably have access to a bit more options. Now, we go back again to the top of the round where it is Fogram's turn. Oh, sorry. When you cast protection from good and evil, what do you say? Ill matter, I call upon the Holy Spirit to protect this individual from evil and good. <laughs> protects against good, too. Yeah. 
Well, because it's not really good <laughs> and evil. It protects against undead yeah. and it's all those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there is a shimmering of red energy that flows into Melusine and her corporeal form is <laughs> suntanned momentarily, but recedes. And Fogger, it's your turn. Foggy doesn't like things that he can't just bash with weapons. So he's a little of his element, but can we say that he has salt on him? Like he has some salt in his pack somewhere, somewhere on his... Person. No. Why? Because it's all gone. Because I used it for the Gricks. <sighs> in the stew. Why is all the salt gone? <laughs> Such a nice lead in on that too. Oops. Do we have any other seasonings? Do we have any garlic? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I I believe you traded most of those other ones to that eye of groomsh up above. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm into yes and. I just want to do something. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we dug ourselves this grave. Yeah, you keep asking after things you've already used up. No, I have salt. Oh, you have? I have salt. I found <laughs> it. Interrupt the story, please. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, hello? That, that is the... That's, I haven't interrupted before, so this is my person. <sighs> I'm trying not to be all death. This is all I have. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, um excuse, excuse me. Again. All right. So quickly. Well, you're not. You're not doing a good job. Like, Do missing, better. Yeah, like you're missing lots of things that are important. What was so important <sighs> that I missed this time? Foggy had like a whole like little sack left of like salt. Why didn't he put it in the stew and share it? Well, that's why I was so bland at breakfast. He forgot. It happens. Jeez. He had a bag of salt. Yeah. The, May I continue the story then? The details are important. God. I guess okay. it is. All right. So he like used it like he covered one of the bolts for his crossbow and like licked it and stuck it in the salt. And it's gonna... And then he drank the tequila. That's, that's later. I like That's tequila. later. You're just... You're not good at this. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry. And and he's going to gently uh, stab his <laughs> his cousin with the bolt. <laughs> he read he read it in a book. He said, you, "You're doing what now?" <laughs> Seems like a really salty thing to do. All right. Yeah. By all means. I can't believe you forgot. It was very clear that <laughs> Fogram did not understand how possession worked or ghosts acted. And so please make a attack roll against Melusine, who is defending against this, not wishing to... Oh, and it's you're stabbing her with a crossbow bolt? Yeah. So have disadvantage on that attack, because that's not how they're made. That's fine. I done. don't want to do that much damage. I just want to get salt in her. Yes. So roll it up. Can we double disadvantage? Disadvantage. Is that oh, yeah. Sorry. What? Can we do double disadvantage? What do you want double disadvantage for? So Eldith can see what's about to happen, and that she can tell that Foggy doesn't understand, and so she doesn't want Melusine to get hurt. Eldith doesn't have to do it, because Eldith sees how bad Fogram is at doing this in the first place. Okay. You, you can only have one disadvantage. Okay. So don't worry about it. Roll it up. Part of me is wondering if I should use blue, but I think it's better for the story if I don't use a blue gem, so I won't. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay. You succeeded, did you? No, well, that's my good one. It's my bad one. 18. That is enough to yeah, hit okay. Melusine, so you stab Melusine and do 1d2 damage with a bolt. Yeah. Roll a d4. Take the hat, lower half. So three, so... Two. So two points of damage to Melusine. Mm-hmm. The bolt is left inside Melusine. Ow. <laughs> what would you like? To, anything else you'd like to do, Fogram? 
I'm just waiting for like the ghost to leave. So I'm just staring. I'm like, why nothing happening? Foggy, what did you do? Salt makes ghosts leave. They don't like it. They're bland. That was on a kid's TV show. What the hell's a TV show? (laughs) That was on a kid's reenactment. (laughs) Maybe a play? (laughs) A puppet show? (laughs) I like that puppet show. And and so the ghost was scared away, and thus the stew was saved that day. It's something totally Stubert said all the time. Yeah, geez, don't you know anything about anything? I thought you were a paladin. Jeez. And I know that stabbing someone was so get rid of the ghost. All right. It's Melisede's turn. Way out of his element. Pulls out her long sword. Yeah. Mandolin's on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> she looks at the longsword disgustedly. Like, it's the grossest. Who would be so, this is terrible, and throws the longsword at Fogrim. What? <laughs> pointy end? Pointy well, we'll end. see if, <laughs> if I'm successful. You can't really complain. You stabbed Melusine with the Can pointy end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, what would you like to use your reaction to do? My fighting style, which I... Don't, we had we did this last time. It's kung fu. It's not written down what fighting style it is. It's I, yeah, it's defensive or something. Capoeira. When a creature you can see attacks a target other than you that is within five feet of you, you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on the attack. Roll. Sure. Melusine has disadvantage to throw the her longsword at Fogrim. Eleven total. Yes. With all your skills and bonuses and abilities and whatnot? Yes. Then it does not hit. It misses. Flings off down the east passageway and lands with a clatter and a clang a goodly distance away. Ooh. That was Melusine's turn. And then Melusine uses her bonus action to try to find a hand act. Oh, actually, yeah. Melusine then takes her move to try to take one of Fogram's hand axes Ooh. off his belt. It is on. Of course, that's not going to happen at this point. Just closes with Fogram. So we have left Melusine and we move on to Oscar followed by Eldeth. I'm going to attempt to pin Melusine to the wall and kind of hold her there with the immovable rod. Okay, make a athletics check with advantage, but it is opposed. So, Marie Claire, make an opposed athletics check. 20. Yeah, nope. I don't do that. Okay, yeah. You you struggle back and forth, but I think it has to do with the fact that Melusine is grabbing the loincloth of Fogrim, that you're not able to get a good grip on Melusine or get that shoulder into the waist to get the leverage below Melusine's center of gravity to push and propel Melusine towards a wall. So you're ineffective there. Anything else you'd like to do? I really want to try and slap the ghost out of Melusine. <laughs> Well, you can't do that physically now. So what would you like to do? Would you like to slap Melusine socially or verbally? No. All right. Then we will move no. on to Eldith. Can I persuade the ghost to leave her? What you? Yes. You may use your action to make a persuasion check. What would you like to say? Miss Ghost, we really aren't here to make any trouble. We're just adventurers that are trying to find secrets within our family. Can you please help us and leave our friend's body? Roll it up. A pretty difficult check, but... Okay, you'd like to spend a blue gem to have advantage on this check. Yes, 22. Ooh. 
So not enough to force the ghost out, but the ghost will not attack next round as a result of your words, um, misguided as they might be. The ghost says, kind of a foolish numnorod uses a longsword. That one. <laughs> while trying to grab Fogram's hand axe. Mm. A hand axe is the only thing for me. Because it's Numic the Unlucky. Yeah. yeah. But it's not because it's a lady. Numic could have been a lady. Pretty sure that was a dad. <sighs> Anyways. Or sister. Numic was an ancestor. Numic was grandfather to Melusine. And again, this might not very well be Numic. You're making a very big jump here. But looks like Melusine loves hand axes. If not Numic, maybe Numic's wife. Yeah. Given maybe that's how they met. Oh, hand axes. That'd be perfect. Why aren't they my family? (laughs) Jesus. Just saying. Well, hand axes. Fogger <laughs> was like, why aren't you my grandparents? Yeah, why aren't you in my body? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're back up to the top of the top of the order where it is once again Fogram's turn. Fogram, what would you like to do? I'm not liking this grabbing at my hand axe stuff, but I, I don't want to hurt Melusine. I like Melusine, but I'm, I'm torn. Foggy's you very do? torn. I don't want to hurt Melusine. You like I do. Me? I like you. This is we're news to me. No, we're friends. We started together. Anyways, I think I'm going to take a page out of Eldeth's book and try to, I'm not going to persuade it. I'm going to try to scare a ghost because I have that much balls. I think I can do it. Okay. So I'm going to use Fey presence. It might scare everybody else though. Oh, you're using your warlock nature yeah. and your connection to Shub Nagurath to scare the ghost. Yeah. Right, go for it. So all the ghost needs to do is make a wisdom saving throw. Does everyone else need to as well? Uh, take it's in a ten, ten foot cube, so I think it's gonna affect <laughs> oh, yeah. everybody. Everybody, everybody needs a wisdom. Everybody, yeah, roll your dice. Yeah. Oh no, oh. <laughs> roll oh. your dice is high. <laughs> what type of saving throw? Oh, oh, oh. Wisdom. I have an 18. Oh, oh 24. What? A natural 20. So that means I didn't scare the ghost. Uh, well, you definitely didn't scare the ghost who beat your DC difficulty, but I believe you have successfully scared. I'm a scared. Oscar's scared. <laughs> surprise, surprise. What does Oscar say or do? Oscar freezes, oh. drops his immovable rod, doesn't say crank, anything, crank. and then just bolts. Includes this episode of Tavern Tales, a curated Dungeons and Dragons 5e game set in the Tales of the Yawning Portal adventure module by Wizards of the Coast. Our intro and outro music is the song Tavern Tales by the Bad Billy Band. You can find out more about the Bad Billy Band on iTunes or at www.badbillyband.com or follow them on Twitter at badbillyband. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or find us on Twitter at tavern underscore tales. We'll be back next week with more of the adventure.